Welcome to the Tilted Halo. This is a new podcast and it's for anybody who's a woman in ministry. You might be a pastor like myself, a bishop, a priest, a rabbi, music minister, elder, children's minister, whatever your title is, you're absolutely in the right place. Especially if you're someone who loves your ministry and you're doing it well and you're feeling pressure to sometimes be perfect and deep down inside, you know you're not. And how in the world to deal with that? And men, you're absolutely welcome here too because this is about ministry and the same thing can happen to you. So you're all in the right place. Let's get started with the show. In a previous episode, I talked about uh, the power of gratitude and thinking of it mainly as how it affects us as individuals, challenging everybody to look for at least three things every single day that you're grateful for. And they can be, you know, something you see, um, a bird, a butterfly, a flower, a person's smile, uh, a text message you receive, phone call, you know, whatever it may be. It, it doesn't have to be something momentous, but it could be something like an accident that didn't happen, that you were able to avoid um, type of thing. But it Every time we do that, gratitude has the power to, and it's scientifically proven, to heal us and energize and change our lives in a multitude of ways, um, helping us be happier, more forgiving, more giving, generous and charitable, and able to see all of life as a gift and to see more abundance in life. It increases our emotional well-being by as much as 15 to 25 percent. So it's powerful. And all of that's scientifically proven by Dr. Robert Emmons. And today I'm talking more about um, how gratitude can help us as leaders with a group of people. You know, you think about the ways that you have been motivated over life. And um, I think about as a child motivated by you do this or, you know, you suffer the consequences or you do this or you get a reward for something uh, as a child. Uh, You do this to make mommy and daddy happy uh, type of thing, thinking that we have the power to make somebody else happy, which is a whole nother story, but um, because we don't really have that power. But um, the and in school we're motivated by grades or supposed to be you know the idea is that if you don't get the kind of grade you want or think you deserve you got to work harder motivated to get the next level grade um and as employees we're motivated by um getting a raise or getting a promotion or you know finding that dream job that we want and it's all a kind of uh, the carrot out in front, the stick or the stick that pushes us from behind. And that's not grat- you know, that's not grace. and it's it's hard to be grateful in the midst of those kinds of things. But there is another kind of um, power or tool that can be a motivating factor that's far more powerful than the typical types of motivation. And it goes along with gratitude. And this other 
form is praise. And when we praise somebody, we're telling them what's good. And we're telling them how thankful we are for what they're doing. It's a way of expressing gratitude. Um, but there's a, there's a trap that we can fall into in the midst of that. Um, we like to be acknowledged. We all like that. to For the good things we do, for the gifts we have, for the things we contribute, um, for the, who we are. We like to be acknowledged. But all too often, uh, it becomes comparison. Something like, oh, you did such a good job. You, It's better than... And they talk about somebody else. And that's okay. I'm better than somebody, that other person. But does that mean it's really that good? Is somebody else going to be better than me? Um, or it could be something like I've heard, oh, that was a great sermon, Pastor. It's the best one I've heard all week or all year. Uh, that's your best sermon ever. That's kind of like, okay, what happened with all the other ones? Were they really that bad? <laughs> you know, it puts everything else down in order to elevate the one. And that's not really desirable. Uh, yeah, it might feel good for the moment, but it's not really desirable for, um, you know, really good praise, really good way of saying thank you. So instead of saying, you know, your report is better than John's uh, or your report is better than Sally's, it would be, hey, I'm really thankful for the clarity that you have in your report. You laid this out so clearly. It's it's really easy to read and it really makes a good point. That is good praise. That's the kind of praise and gratitude, being grateful for somebody as to being specific about what they're doing and how that then elevates the person who we're talking with, whether it's an employee, a member of the congregation um, might be saying something, thank you for your devotion today. That really touched me. And be specific about what it is that touched you about that. Um, that was uh, a beautiful prayer. And thank you for including, you know, something specific that they included or a person that they included in that. So there are ways to say thank you and praise someone that don't compare them to somebody else um, and don't compare them uh, to, even to themselves at another time. And it's interesting because um, in reading a book recently, it's called uh, Big Potential. The author is Sean, S-H-A-W-N, Acor, A-C-H-O-R, and the book is Big Potential. Um, he talks about... In the absence of praise, our minds uh, automatically go to criticism. And that's on page 127 in the book, um, where that's been shown to be true. That when we don't, you know, you hand in a report, you do something good, and nobody says anything, it's like, okay, what's, why did I bother? 
uh, what's wrong with it? How come it didn't get mentioned? How come this isn't important enough for somebody to say something about, something positive about it? And so in the absence of praise, our minds automatically go to criticism. That's not exactly the best thing. You know, um, I'm sure you can think of examples like that. You know, we work hard on a project. Uh, might be a, if you're in ministry or for your faith community, it might be a scripture study. It might be uh, something, a devotion you give. And you'd give it and nobody says anything about it. How do you feel? You know, when you leave, what is that feeling? It's like, oh boy, I put all that effort into it and what happened? Nothing, made no difference. And so we automatically turn it into criticism in ourselves. So say, saying positive things uh, to people, showing our gratitude to the people who we are leading, whether it's in a faith community or in a business, or even in our families, that is so important as a way to um, build up that gratitude. And it's a great, great um, example of good leadership. We're, we're called upon as faith leaders to not only tell, but to show God's love and saying thank you and Giving this kind of praise is a way of doing that, uh, to show God's love in a very concrete way, in a concrete time. And there was one thing I did a number of years ago with a congregation as a way to try and help people think more gratefully. Uh, there was a member of the congregation who was really good with word woodworking, and I asked him to make a box. It was a simple box, so maybe about so big, so long, and you know that tall type of thing. And in the top, there was a slit, uh, an opening where somebody could put in a piece of paper, and it had a lid that could open up as well. And um, this box was put in an area outside of the worship space, uh, in an entry area to the worship space. And there were some slips of paper and a pencil, a couple of pencils there too. And the idea was for people to write down one or more things that they're grateful for and put it into that box. It was called a gratitude box. And so in the days before COVID, uh, when an offering was collected and brought forward, um, that box was also brought forward, and we offered it up to God as a way of giving thanks to God. Now, there would be one thing where I might take that a step further nowadays after reading some of the science about gratitude, and that would be of uh, expressing that, you know, anonymously, so people didn't know who this was from, but to anonymously share those things that they're grateful for and encouraging people to express their gratitude for other members of the congregation, uh, things that they did. And that's one thing to remember because so often in um, a business or in a faith community, we say thank you to the same people. Um, there's the 80-20 rule 
kind of thing where 20% of the people do 80% of the work and that 20% gets most of the recognition. Um, or some days now it's called 90, 10 or even 95 and 5. Um, but, you know, the, the people who are always there, the people who are always involved, they get recognition. What about the others? What about the, the people who clean the, the facility, uh, the cleaning people? What about um, the, the one who sweeps up after everybody's done, you know, kind of does little things? The person who sends out greeting cards, if you have such a person, who does that um, just because they like to do that, to add a little sunshine to somebody's life. How often does that person get thanked? How often does the person who does the cleaning get thanked? How often does the person who just shows up uh, on a, a Sunday or whatever time your worship is and is there quite regularly, how often do we say, hey, it's so great to see you today. Thank you for being here. Your presence is important to us. How often do we recognize them? How often do we say um, to the person who tends to be the one who gets up in the meetings and asks the kind of pointed, difficult questions, have we ever said, you know, thank you for challenging us to think about things and the whole picture? Have we ever said thank you to that person? Have we ever said thank you to um, the, the person who, you know, just does those little things? Sometimes it's even the person who kind of gets under our skin. And um, if it's in a, um, a scripture study class or whatever, and the person who reads a lesson but fumbles a little bit, thank you for being here. Thank you for doing this. Um, the, the kids who help during uh, the worship service, if there are children who help, you know, who light the candles or uh, who carry a cross or whatever they may be doing, you know, say thank you to them too. You, know, you did a good job with that. Thank you. Thank you for um, how you read. Thank you for being here to to light the candles. You did a good job with that today. It was wonderful to see you there. To say thank you, uh, to be, express that gratitude, that praise for every single one who is involved, that is so helpful. It's so important for us to do that. There's the story in um, uh, Sean Aker's book, big potential, where he talks about the company JetBlue. And they uh, instituted uh, a way of sharing praise within their company. And the one thing that they noticed happen was, well, not one thing, there were many things that noticed. Uh, employee satisfaction went up, employee retention went up, uh, all kinds of good things came about as they instituted this um, way of expressing what people were doing good. And 
uh, sharing that throughout the whole company, from the CEO down to the uh, very, uh, quote, the little people, the ones who don't usually get the um, the recognition, uh, you know, the janitor, the cleaning people, whoever it may be, uh, the flight attendants, everybody, the mechanics, everybody in the company. And so as they instituted this, everything in sentiment changed about that company. And as I read that, you know, the idea that it increased the retention rate. So many congregations these days are facing the reality of losing members. And we bemoan that. I mean, this is across the board in every organized religion. Uh, that there is the threat of losing members. Uh, and there's a number of reasons for that that I might get into in a different uh, episode here. But the one of the things, the idea is all too often we're focused on what to do to keep people in. And the reality is, why don't we focus on what it is that might invite them in in the first place? And I don't know about you, but I would love to be in a community, and I've loved it when I'm in those kind of communities, where people welcome me, where people are grateful for what I offer and what I give, and for my presence there. I mean, if nothing else, just for me being there, but our, and express that, hey, it's good to see you today. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, Or, boy, you're looking great this morning. Uh, I love that color on you. You know, anything, um, as long as it is accurate and authentic. People recognize um, garbage praise, if you want to call it that, uh, inauthentic praise too. So it's got to be authentic, uh, not just happy talk, uh, but something real and authentic for people. So, and specific, the more specific we are as to what we're acknowledging and saying thanks for, the better that is. Um, So be authentic about it and share that with people. And that is going to be a very inviting thing. It'll help keep people in, like with the retention rate, but it will also be inviting to bring more people in. And that's something we all want in our faith communities. Uh, And if you're in a business, you want to be a place where people want to work. Uh, So if you're a leader in a business, let your faith lead in how you get people there by giving thanks to them. You don't have to do God talk with them, but you can recognize them as people of worth and of value and the worth and the value that they bring. And yeah, sometimes we got to look hard for it for people, but it's there. So think about this. How can you institute some ways of bringing gratitude into your community, your faith community, or your business? 
and the power that that will bring. And do it on not just once, but every single week for weeks on end and see what happens. I think you'll be very pleasantly surprised. So until next time, God's peace and look for those three things that you're grateful for every single day and even 10 or more. And then share some of your gratitude with others around you. Until next time, I'm Kathleen Panning. Take care. You have been listening to Tilted Halo with me, Kathleen Panning. What did you think about this episode? I'd really like to hear from you. Leave me some comments. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode. And catch another upcoming episode for more conversation on ministry, life, mindset, and a whole lot more. Go to www.tiltedhalohelp.com where I've got a resource guide and other resources waiting for you. And be sure to say hi to me, Kathleen Panning, on LinkedIn. See you on the next episode.